It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and of course, wherever you get your podcast from. Well, our weekend is continuing. 50% of it is gone, so make the most of your Sunday. It is the fifth day for February today for 2023. And coming up is seven days of real estate. This week we spoke to Paul Zamalis from the auction company with his expert view and analysis on what is happening in the Melbourne property market. David Murphy is also in from Mossman talking about big money being paid across Sydney suburbs with the highest value suburbs recorded, including Mossman. And we are in the Gold Coast, catching up with Victoria Fleury, who has listed this fantastic-looking property that potentially puts the Gold Coast in a head-to-head battle with a two-rack property in Melbourne for the most expensive property sold at an auction. So we'll take a look at that. And Josh Udall is in from Canberra, and we're going to have a look at the Canberra real estate market. So that is all on the way next. It's your weekend real estate podcast. And if you're celebrating your birthday for today, for the 5th of February, happy birthday to you. Also celebrating a birthday is Ronaldo, the soccer player. He is turning 37. And also on the birthday calls is Michael Sheen, the Welsh actor. You will know him from the movie Frost Nixon, where he played journalist David Frost. And Michael Sheen is turning 53 today. We are just as addicted to property as you are. The Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast. And to Sydney we go first off. Good morning to you. Expecting a pretty much a ditto on yesterday. Sunshine and 28 degrees. In Melbourne expect plenty of cloud cover with a high of 21. In Brisbane should be mainly fine and dry with 32 degrees. And in Perth expecting sunshine, a little bit of cloud cover today and 35 is your forecast high. It's your real estate weekend podcast in review. Vendors wanted a price that they were probably achieving in the first half of last year um, but naturally that price has had to adjust because you know affordability of that home now is a lot more out of reach for the majority of people given they've got to service it at a higher debt percentage. Okay, so talking about the actual buying component, something that we talked about towards the end of last year is this whole issue around low-ball offers. And some buyers, rightly or wrongly, go in very hard with a very low-range offer. And in many cases, they miss out on the property altogether. So it sounds to me like that is still maybe a little bit of a factor at the moment in 2023. Yeah, I think everyone, a buyer, 
will always want to pick it up for the cheapest price and a vendor will always want the most money for that property. If you're really out there to buy a property, I think people need to really look at the numbers. And whilst you might be trying to pick it up for an absolute bargain, the reality is if you pay just a little bit more, which may be 10, 15% less than 12 months ago, don't miss that opportunity. Be smart about it. Don't um, sell it to yourself that there's, you know, as we call it, a bit of desperation that people need to sell. A lot of people that are selling are making that decision to sell because they want to, not because they have to, but entertain that negotiation. Put yourself in the box seat, not because you're trying to steal it, but because you're wanting to pick it up at an affordable value. And you might find, particularly if you're a buyer in this market, the vendor will be obliging in their position and come to the party and you might be buying a property at a price that will uh, certainly set you up for the future. Mm, Yeah, exactly. So what optimism are you looking for from the Melbourne auction market, let's say across the next six months moving forward? I guess if we draw on the last quarter of last year, stock volumes have been extremely low. And, you know, I would say that that stock that hasn't come to market because of hesitation, not ready, waiting to see, eventually there's a natural baseline that needs to come to the market to trade, whether it be people that want to buy a new home, they want to trade out. And I have a feeling that over the coming months, we are going to see people starting to explore an opportunity to sell, regardless of where the market sits. And I think agents who are looking to list should take confidence from that. Buyers, well, there's certainly plenty of people that are still looking to buy and there's a bit of a calmness and we're sort of plateauing with the interest rate conversation. And you've got to take confidence in that, that there's always trading in the marketplace. And I don't believe the next three months is going to be anything different other than people like myself as an auctioneer and the estate agents, we've just probably got to work a little bit harder to bring both parties to the table to find a common value. It's your real estate weekend podcast in review. And of course, Mossman is a very sought after and desirable area to live. And also investors are drawn into Mossman because of the high rent returns. So I'm not that surprised, but regardless of what the market's doing, there always is a reasonably high high level of activity in this area. And despite the the highest value of properties, this 1.65 billion figure was still down 27% compared to 2021. Now this gets talked about with this uh, recent data from PropTrack, but I guess if you look at 2021, I mean that was a really stellar year, wasn't it? It was extraordinary. Um, It's interesting, actually, because our statistics in our business are nearly bang on that 25% figure. So for 2021, the numbers of sales that we made versus the calendar year of 2022, we we calculated came out at 25%. But I do think that it is one of those areas that when the market changes, a lot of the owners in the area uh, have the financial ability to adjust their plans and hold on to property and not entertain a different market, which then means that supply levels drop, uh, hence lower activity. But it also means that prices were actually surprisingly robust in that period, despite the volatility that we saw last year. Yeah, because it's a good point that you make. Let's face it, there are no first home buyers in Mossman. And that's the to that point is that people can afford to just hold off, wade through the uncertain times. And on that point, last year, of course, with all of the RBA rate rises and we had the supply chain chaos, interest rate adjustments and oil, the real estate sector was being absolutely slammed. And is there a sense 
sense of more calmer waters for the market now that maybe we have uh, gone through the worst of it? So that's the, that's a great question, and I guess that's the the, the one thing that we're very keen to understand. I uh, at this time of year always try and figure out what we think the market will look like by talking to local conveyances and property stylists to see what what sort of workload they have, um, because their pipelines are often a, a, you know a great pre indicator for for the market and and give us an indication of what supply will look like. Interestingly, they're flat out, so the conveyances are preparing a lot of contracts and. And stylists are reporting that they're booked up for, you know, the next uh, one to two months. But I'd overlay that with the early buyer inquiry that we've seen into our office uh, has been extraordinarily high. So it'll be, I think it'll be a year with a lot more activity, whether it's the turning point or not. It's, it's hard to say, I think, with, you know, the scheduled or the, the probable rate rise next week and maybe another one after that, it's hard to say what impact that will have. But we are certainly forecasting a lot more activity. Enjoy your morning coffee. It's your Real Estate Weekend podcast in review. And so let's talk about this luxury property that we're talking about this morning. How unusual is it for a property like this to be sold by auction? Because people with uh, deep pockets, let's face it, often they like to be discreet around the negotiating table, whereas the auction price is there to be seen and not only seen but haggled with. Usually that could be the case, although with this unique property, because it is so unique, because it's so rare, we found that it's really attracting global interest now through the marketing campaigns that Alex and I and obviously Amir have been pursuing through Amir Prestige. And with this growing interest, we found that the best way to do this now would be to bring in an auction. We do have varied interested parties. And because we've increased uh, what's on offer here, we've gone from the 17.9 hectares to 49 hectares. It's also given more scope and opened up to a wider market. And with that in mind, we need to bring the market in, set a fixed date, fixed timeline so that the buyers can make a decision, the seller can be in a position to make a commercial decision. And obviously we work around all the privacy rules Keep in mind that even if somebody wants to bid, they don't necessarily have to be there themselves. They can have a confidential representative and through negotiations, things can be mentioned on the floor. They can also be done behind the scenes if we need to stop and have negotiations that way. So we have ways that we manage that uh, in a professional manner also to keep it as private as possible. Okay, and uh, potentially the mansion's auction price, it could be second only to an estate in Melbourne's two rack that sold in 2021 for around $40 million, which right now sits as the most expensive home sold at auction. So it's really this property that you're listing, it's really in a league of its own there on the Gold Coast, but could it could set a record nationwide if it did better than two rack. Boy, you'd be breaking out the champagne then, wouldn't you, Victoria? Well, it's all very exciting and we're very happy to be associated with the property and the sale and the promotion, of course. There's really nothing else like it on the Gold Coast and probably nothing really like it in Australia and potentially in some other countries as well, which is, again, it's attraction and draw card. So we're looking to bring the market in, as I said, and 
and start making some decisions so that somebody can start to enjoy this wonderful lifestyle that they've got on offer right here on their Gold Coast doorstep. And just in terms of confidence now, on the Gold Coast, uh, you mentioned that you're away to a great start. Just, just how buoyant is it at the moment there on the Gold Coast? Well, I think depending on who you talk to, there's always going to be people who are busy out there more so than others. I think it's about uh, getting out there and communicating with buyers and sellers. It's still, uh, everybody's still busy, but there's certainly the need for candid conversations, open communication, uh, making sure you're servicing each listing, servicing the clients in a way that they know that you're doing everything you can to make sure you're also bringing them the best information and the best price and the premium buyer whatever that may be and whatever price that may end up at. It's your Real Estate Weekend podcast in review. It's probably been quite a long period for people to sort of be talking and interacting with agents, talking about property potentially that they can buy. But of course, that might all change on Tuesday. Correct. It's it's going to be interesting. And, and obviously, the forecast moving from that as well. The majority of the guys I'm dealing with with buyers, they're, they're literally ones that missed out on properties last year and they're already seeing some growth in that first home buyer area, as in one and two beddies, uh, anywhere between four and six hundred thousand is the usual spend for the first home buyer. And yeah, I, I don't I don't see it dropping off at all, especially that first home first home buyer market. And having a look at the upper end of the Canberra market, if you look at a suburb like Gugon, it's recorded one of the highest annual increases in median house prices of all suburbs, actually, in Australia, with its uh, median house price increasing by just over 58% last year. So that's uh, Gugon. What other areas are performing pretty well in and around Canberra? The, the Gugong one's an interesting one and because they're increasing the amount of development they have out there as well and the value for money that you can get out there is really well. I'm finding a lot more interest in the Belconnen area. You're finding areas like Bruce, Aranda, Cook, um, those areas that are very close to the city. They're not quite in the north, which is a lot higher price point and they're just around the corner um, and being more of the premier suburbs in Belconnen. So I'd say Bruce is one of the highest ones viewed online on domain and realestate.com and there that's a lot of the traction that I'm seeing as far as interest goes. Of course, you would have seen amazing growth with people moving in and the ACT population is expected to reach 500,000 people by the end of the decade. So that flow is going to continue for the immediate future. I think the, the the hard part is the rental market on that side as well. I think a lot more people are realising, you know, rentals are going within seven to ten days now, so it, it makes more sense to try and buy something. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.